Welcome back to Let's Tech More Neck. This is Devante. And this is Eric. Let's Tech More Neck. Mm, y'all hear what I say. Let's Tech More Neck. For your mother and your brother, we're going to hear from Eric and Devante. It's strange times and these are strange days. And it's strange people living strange ways. So we expect Let's Tech More Neck. Do you have allergies, dude? Yeah. But not, not, not in the fall. You don't have allergies in the fall? Yeah. It's only in the spring for me. Really? Mm-hmm. So I have allergies in the spring and the fall. Springtime's not that bad, but fall is fucking awful. I sneeze like 15 times in a row. It's fucking atrocious. And it's been dying this fall? Yeah. I'm trying not to sniff right now. Like while we're taking room tone, I was literally trying not to sniff or like sneeze. Like whenever I'm with like clients, I have to like rub my face like this and they probably think I'm going to crack or something. Do you take allergy medicine? Nothing works. It just doesn't do shit. I've taken almost everything you can think of. Not one thing has worked. Did you have them back home? Yeah. Not my fall ones back home. Yeah. They were always also bad. I think they actually got worse here. Like I had one year back home where they were pretty fucking bad. I remember I counted. I sneezed 22 times in a row. It's kind of a weird thing. How your body essentially, it's like, you know, inflammation. Your body's like freaking out over nothing. Change of a season. Oh, it happens to everyone. Yeah. Changes. Change. People get sick of change. Well, I... I think people are addicted to change now. People can't. People are sick of complacency. You think so? Are yeah, honestly, because why? Why is the divorce rate so high? Why are people moving all over? I mean, I've got friends and just everyone I know in my personal life. People are constantly trying to either change their personal surroundings, maybe their homes, decor, things like that. The brain is constantly trying to figure out ways to do something. We're meant to like use our bodies. We're meant to use our brains. Mm-hmm. We don't have to to the same capacity of what we're wired for. So that's I think that's what's happening. I mean, yeah, you can numb yourself with digital stimulus now, obviously, but from what I've seen is if you have the mobility to do it and even look at yourself i mean it's not like you came from means and you still got out of where you live i mean you needed a change i like change though change to me is good that's stepping out of my comfort zone i don't think most people do like change i think people are very afraid of the uncomfortableness of what they don't know and so they refuse to change even though they know it's going to be good for them is that fear that they still just stay in the same fucking spot and they don't want any type of change at all okay and i do agree with that Actually. No, again, I do believe it comes down to the individual. You know, I see people that are very mobile now and have no problem with it. But, you know, change is not just moving a place. I would say real change is looking at life at a, through a different lens than the lens you've been looking I would say since we've started this, us talking about it, life has changed. The lens has forced has been forced on me. Like we talked about last year, you saw it at a bar where we left Illegal Pete's and I was like, shit, and I like threw up, went to Tony's, you know. That's still one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. You were ser- seriously drunk by the time you guys came and picked me up. And then we went to, where we, we went to Trailhead, right? Probably. And Trailhead, yeah, I remember because you were getting really aggressive about what's going on in today's society. And I was like, the veins were coming out of your neck. I was like, oh, he's fucked up. And then we went to the coast where you were sitting there. And I was like, oh, he's out of it. And you kept saying, I just give me some food, give me some food, give me some food. Went to the local Pete's, got food, started walking to Tony's, and you burped. And I was like, oh, this motherfucker's gonna throw up. Sure enough, while walking, just fucking chucking, just chucking while we're walking, I was like, oh, this is it for him. This is the end of it. You rallied really well. Thanks. I'm really trying. Well. But that was the last time I seen you fucked up. But that I, was over a year ago. Over a year ago. I bet I've had less than eight drinks since then. Total. That's good, dude. It was way before the kid and finding out I had a kid, I was like, huh, I'm a pretty smart guy. And like, it's fun. I have a fun life. But you're right. When it comes to change, I, I always love changing things. I love new novel partners. I love, you know, new women. I love new adventures. I travel all over. 
not so much this year, but I travel all over. So you could argue that's change, but it's not real change because real change is a different lens. So my lens was, I have it figured out. Eric has it figured out. I'm going to do what's best for me. Like, fuck the system. Fuck these cookie cutter homes. Fuck marriage and monogamy and all these things. You know, and then obviously I do believe it was right around then that I was like, huh, I wonder if I change my lens because my body's kind of fucked up. Like, I don't see myself, I'm, you know, I'm 32. I'm not going to do this forever. You know, I've had fun in this town. I've made a lot of good friends. I've started some cool businesses, but there's more to life than just having fun. And so for me, it was like you just talked about, it's a, it's a change of lens and that is very difficult to do. That's when we started talking about, you know, like porn consumption and everything else. I'm like, huh, all right, maybe if I cut that back, stop hooking up so much, you know, definitely not using the apps. Maybe I can figure out you know, a different way to look at life. And, you know, especially talking to you where you are animate about obviously not necessarily marriage, but you would like one woman with a family, you know? Yeah. Do you think that it's actually harder to change mentally or physically? Mentally. I asked the tough questions. Mentally. Uh, no, mentally for sure. Why is that? Because the brain is wired in a way for comfort. We have a very old wiring system, honestly. I mean, we're literally meant to live in caves, hunting, gather, you know, I mean, it's 100,000 years old. So actually trying to step outside that, like you just said, comfort zone, be able to look at things through a different lens is very difficult. I think it's very so I would say more more so than physical. What would you say? Mental, for sure. Because people are, people are trapped up in their heads all day, every day. And if all you have is fucking negative thoughts, then how do you how do you stop having negative thoughts? It's by forcing yourself to think positively. And if that's all you got is negative thoughts, how the fuck do you think positively? You just start saying it. You gotta start saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. Like if you keep saying, oh, I'm ugly, I'm ugly, you'd be like, pretty good looking. I think that's pretty easy to say to yourself. I'm pretty good looking. And then the more you say that out loud, the more your brain's gonna get used to you saying it. Then you're gonna start saying it mentally inside internally damn i said like 15 words just to say internally and then you've reshaped the way you think now you're not saying i'm ugly you're probably saying i'm pretty damn good looking that's why a lot of people probably think i'm arrogant because i used to struggle with i used to call myself ugly all the time like damn i am not attractive i do not look good i would say that shit to myself all the time i was like i have to stop saying that i realized mentally i think it's a lot of men and a lot of people are right that right now but they keep saying it. They're not trying to change anything about it. And then I got to the point where I would say this to myself, like, you know, I'm not that bad looking. I'm really not that bad looking. And then I'll start saying, I'm pretty good looking. And then now, mostly as jokes, but it's just me still building up my own confidence. I'll say that shit out loud in front of people. I'm like, it's tough being this fucking good looking. I'm like, damn, is it like hard to look at me sometimes and just know I'm this fucking good looking? And people are like, you're so full of yourself. It's like, no, nah, not really. I just try to build myself up. Now I won't talk negative about myself. Good for you. That's important. It's important. And again, how you go about about that's different for each person. But I mean, loving yourself is very important, but that also ties into a big thing we talk about is confidence, real confidence, which I think a lot of people struggle with today. I don't think I know a lot of people struggle with that today. And it's tough because we, I mean, again, what society promotes, it promotes it in a way of, okay, we live in a very, very convenient time on top of incredible social changes. We're very egalitarian now. So, you know, we don't, we're not the hunter gatherers anymore. You know, we're not, we have birth control. We got running water, roofs over our head in the West, obviously, but even in most third world countries, fuck, most people have fucking smartphones at this point. So what happens next? You get in your own head. It becomes a med. Why is therapy so popular right now? Mm. Because it's a mental game for sure for people. So going back to originally what you said, is physically changing yourself very hard? Yes, because genetically we're all born with 
certain traits, like some people have a lot of fast twitch fibers, slow twitch fibers, metabolic rate, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Your genome does determine physicality for people, but you can change yourself physically if you put in, you know, work in the gym, diet, sleep, stress, you know, a lot of things that you can physically control by simply making a plan versus mentally. It's like, man, that's tough. Being able to, if you don't like yourself and you look in the mirror, like, I don't like the person I see, that's, that's tough. That's really tough to change because there's not something necessarily tangible you can do about it. You can do what you've done, say, no, I'm going to speak positively of myself. I think that's a great technique. And again, I'm not a licensed therapist. I don't know. I'm sure they, there's tons of work on this that I'm not familiar with, but I know a lot of people struggle with that, obviously. Well, I'll tell you, that took years. I started doing that probably when I was senior in high school. I started talking to myself like that, and it didn't really start clicking for another three, almost four years after that. Yeah, so I was like 17, yeah, about three years, four years roughly is when I really started kicking in. I really started believing it. So it all takes work. It's not something that happens overnight, and people expect shit to happen overnight. And I, I, I would say that changing yourself physically, getting in the gym, will actually help change the way you think mentally. Because then you're seeing something that you are actually capable of doing and you can start believing in yourself because you see the work that you've been putting in and you're starting to see the results. And so if you take control of the thing you can control, then you realize, oh shit, I can probably control my mind as well. Because then you start saying, oh, I actually do look good. That's a big component of it. That's why I'm gangbusters busy, obviously working right now, specifically doing the personal training because I mean, it's a mental game for people. Yeah, they're in there to physically get in shape, but it's it's mental for sure. But yeah, I mean, people are People are having a fucking go of it right now, man. And it's really interesting to watch because it's such a good snapshot. I think the gym, Alive, is a great snapshot of humanity at its at kind of, well, Western society. We got just a kind of a smorgasbord of people, but a lot of people struggling, man. People my age, people in their 40s, people in their 50s, people in their 20s. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I, I try to tell people when they come to me and I'm like, yo, we, like, we all fucked up. So we're all fucked up. We're all products of our experience. You will, it all ties back in, like I've said a bajillion times, a very old, 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 old wiring system in a very convenient world. I mean, hell, that's why we have the consumer spending we have where we're recording this at the end of August 2023 and people are spending like banshees. Yeah, they printed a lot of money, but it's, you know, people are trying to compare what's happening now to, you know, really the 80s. And it's like, yeah, you can't because there was no Amazon. There was no internet. There was no, not, there was not nearly the convenience as we have today. And all that is a huge driver of consumption, goods, services, everything. So how much of that do you think has played into the the depression, mental? Oh, see, yeah. before you answer this, do you think that it it is a huge driving force because people think that this this monetary thing will create a substantial amount of happiness for them. So like they're going on Amazon, they see something that they like and they're like, oh man, I want that so bad. New dresser, something, some type of material item. They're like, that's going to bring me so much happiness. And then they get it and the happiness wears off. And so they need to buy something else again to hit that dopamine. Yeah, you nailed it on the head. I mean, it's no different than drinking alcohol, doing drugs, going to going on vacation, going to concerts. Again, nothing none of this stuff is bad. It's we're 
over consuming it because we have very convenient lives. Porn, I mean, obviously, you know, big thing for us. It's just, well, where, where's the brain going to go? It's going to go to whatever pleasurable activity you want to consume as an individual. And people are consuming. And again, it's really the biggest drivers of consumption are technology. I mean, it's really crazy that, I mean, I know I use my phone. I obviously use it. We all do. But to when I have it away and I'm I'm watching people, it's like we and I we talked about this last time of you know people are living 50-50, 70-30, like seventy percent present, fifty percent present, fifty percent in their phones, maybe like forty percent present, sixty percent in their phones. Specifically, you know, obviously when people go home, I, I don't think it changes much. I think it goes to TVs and laptops, but it's not like we're sitting around a campfire anymore talking about talking like this. Like what we're doing right now, no phones, just two people in the present talking. And again, that's why I am busy with my job is that people are really finding a lot of value. We're, of course, trying to extrapolate that to a larger audience with a podcast, which obviously a lot of people are doing right now. And of course, there's no solution. I mean, look at, so NVIDIA just released their, they just had a gangbusters quarter. And they, for people that don't know, it's a chip manufacturer. And of course, they're like kind of the big thing for 2023, doing a lot of AI stuff. And I think their their stock at like over $500 a share. They're at like $1.6 trillion market cap for a fucking chip company. I mean, they're doing very well, but it goes to show how powerful technology is. The demand for technology is so fucking high versus what got killed for this earnings. A lot of the consumer like Target, they're not doing well right now. Foot Locker got crushed. Dicks got crushed. I'm still surprised Foot Locker and Finish Line are still open. Yeah. yeah. It's tough, man, because again, it's, you know, yeah, we're, a lot of people are consuming online. I do believe the consumer is getting kind of throttled by inflation, but, you know, it's crazy to think like the biggest companies, the trillion dollar market cap companies are like chip companies, you know, computer companies, Microsoft, Apple, like it's not, you know, your, it's not your Walmart. It's not your Costco. Those aren't, that's not what the demand is. I mean, yeah, demand is there for goods, but people want technology. People want technology. And yeah, it's made us incredibly efficient. And where there is efficiencies, you have issues because you're seeing it. I mean, I got, look at our lives. Look at everyone in our doom and gloom. It's just like, whoa, if we step outside and look and be like, man, this, people complain about how bad dating is now, how bad the, how bad all these things are. And it's like, what? Why can't it be like back in our grandparents' day? You know, meeting at the local dance. Like, well, they didn't have fucking smartphones. They didn't have the internet. They, if they want to meet someone, you got to go up and talk to someone. You want to go fuck a girl? You got to go. Date. You got to get out there. You got to say, hey, how's it going? Not DM. Oh, which like to dance? Yeah. Not DM some dick. Yeah. I also think that a lot of people were just flashing <laughs> back in the day. Hey, well, I got flashing. I got mad respect for that. If you fucking flash that shit out. Yeah. If you do that today, you might be going to jail. I don't know about that. You got to be careful even asking a woman to dance these days. Yeah, me too. Fucking hell, dude. But the thing is, every woman thinks that every guy wants them. So it's become, it's become, no, dude, it's become difficult to like, actually go. this is why a lot of men don't go up in person anymore because it's become difficult. It's supply and demand. The, the marketplace is incredibly competitive. It, it's economic. Yeah. It's such as what. I mean, even even if you're just going up to like talk to a girl that you're not even like interested in, like if you're just like friends with her, you're trying to be friends, and you go up and you talk to her, she's gonna think that you want something. I've had that happen to me. 
like people that we know, they thought that like I was trying to get with them. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm actually just trying to be friends with you. Because one, I'm not attracted to you. So I can actually be friends with you. And they would always be like, well, we just think that you're flirty. I was like, I'm a flirty guy, but I'm not flirting with you. And they're like, oh, well, we just think that you're trying to get in. And I was like, yeah. no, because if I'm into you, like I let you know. If, I, if I'm if i into you, it will be voiced. You will know. There will be no questions about it. And that's becoming very difficult for a lot of guys. Yeah, it's always been difficult. But now, well. I think it's more so now than well, before. Yeah, because of, I would say, competition and lack of confidence. Mm-hmm. Because now we do have all these conveniences, so men are thinking, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. You know, the biggest fear for men is, oh my God, I am not, you know, when a girl says no to you, I'm not good enough to go into the next generation. My semen isn't good enough for you, essentially. So when a girl does when she, when they curb men, you know, it happens to every guy, every guy gets rejected. Obviously, if you're shooting any shots at all, a lot of guys just aren't shooting shots, they're just sitting at home playing video games, but... The ones that are, I don't care how good looking or well spoken or who you are, you will get rejected. That's just how the name of the game. So, oh, absolutely, absolutely, you will get rejected. I don't know why people think that good looking people don't get rejected. They fucking do. One more time, men. Now again, women. Yeah, sure, they get rejected, but rarely. How often do women truly pursue men? They're like, yeah. hey, they know. I mean, in in aggregate, they don't. I can count on one hand the number of times like a girl's directly approached me. They'll, I think girls will give you hints that you're attractive and that if you ask them for their number or whatever, they would give it to you. But women aren't just being like, hey, like, damn, like that ass looking fat as fuck. I want to tap that shit. Like, what's those digits, you know? And it's like, no, no, no. Like, girls, obviously, they don't talk like that. And <laughs> men today, I mean, I'm not, do not go up and, say that to women by the way guys but men don't even have the confidence to say like hey how's it going my name's whatever mm-hmm. i mean they they got nothing they got their phones some crappy selfies in the mirror and their fucking apartments selfies and they're like trying to fucking compete with the world for women and then women are just getting bombarded by fucking dicks and mm-hmm. uh, it's crazy man again not even with dating apps i mean you could talk about instagram snapchat i mean it's it's funny at the gym today I saw it was a couple and like, you know, good looking couple, guy and girl, both good looking people. She was like taking Snapchats of herself and like, you know, of her body and stuff. I'm like, man, like I, you just know, like there's men in there just waiting. Like, yeah, they're together now, but they're just waiting for that motherfucker to fuck up or leave or whatever. Oh, absolutely. And it's, yeah, I'm not saying it's bad. It's competition, but the, the game has changed. I mean, the game has changed for men and women like real game has absolutely changed yeah i mean i think it's not an insecurity if a guy is like hey i don't really want you snapchatting other men i don't think that's an insecurity at all we just well, know not if you're offering her a relationship we know other men yeah so my thing is if you're on snapchat and you're snapchatting other men we're not in a relationship i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna do whatever i want to do you can keep doing that but like you and i are not together I owe you no commitment. I think that's that's the fair trade right there. It's like, okay, you do whatever you want, but if I don't want to be with this, that's fine. Go do what you want to do. Well, especially if you're a guy and you're going to be like, all right, I, you know, our natural prerogative is to sleep with a lot of women. That's just kind of our brains are wired. If like, okay, I'm going to give that up. I'm not going to, I'm going to give that up while simultaneously sharing you with the world, essentially. And men are, I mean, they're leaving the dating market for a reason. They're just like, huh. It's a really crappy gig. 
Oh, yeah. On my part, for sure. Men have always been the expendable sex, but it even even more so now. Dude, it's, it's definitely a loss. Especially when you start dating the wrong woman. Oh, that's a huge loss. It's like you give up all your other options. You give up your freedom. You give up your peace to somebody who's not appreciative of you and the things you do. Now, if you're a shitty guy, that's one thing. But it's like, damn, why would I, why would I get in a relationship with you if I have to give up my options and my peace? That doesn't sound fun to me. Yeah, that's why there's more single people yeah. than ever for our generation. And I'll, I will continue to be single until... I find somebody who kind of fits that. I will. I need to be attracted to them, but I will take a less attractive woman if she fits everything else. I think that's character. You're looking for a character. Oh yeah, I'm definitely. I'm definitely past and beyond like the complete shallowness. You know, looks are important, but I, if you are, quote unquote, a six, but you have the personality of a nine, that's I can I can work that and I can work with that. There you go. Some game for the girls right there. No, I and I mean that. I okay, so we're let's we're we're talking about lenses of life. So my lens was the before wow, the feminist movement, the I mean everything that's going on right now benefits men like me. And it could benefit men like you. You're choosing to kinda of opt out, which I risk so heavily that it's like, wow. My previous lens was, oh shit, I literally if I'm just like agreeable as hell. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, like men and women are the same. We're all, we're all the fucking same. We're all equal and blah, 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 blah. Then men like me get laid repentantly. I mean, again, I could have sex all the time. I have. I've had multiple women. Most of my life through my 20s is having five, six women in rotations, more or less. I mean, that's phenomenal. I mean, obviously technology facilitated that too, being able to text, Snapchat, all that stuff, you know, that. And it's socially acceptable. And I think that's what's so crazy is that it's it's rewarded because it's, a lot of the women would encourage me to do it. They'd be like, a lot, I mean, a lot of them wouldn't want to know. They'd just be like, I don't want to hear about you sleeping with other women. But some would be like, fuck yeah, like, let's bring in another girl. Let's, like, tell me about it. It's It's crazy. And then to get them to see where it's like, yeah, you understand, okay, yeah, you're sharing me with six other women you're not getting commitment from me and I'm not doing anything. I'm hanging out with my friends. I'm not taking you to dinners. I'm not treating you like a, a woman should be treated, in my opinion. And you're promoting me to do that. So I've just been able to hit these crazy levers and the people are okay with it. The women have encouraged me to do it. But then they complain that they want a relationship and a guy to treat them in a traditional way. And, I, you know, I, I hate to break it to you, but that's not how it works. I mean... You, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> We're just at a very confusing point right now where we have a lot of people who still have traditional outlooks on a lot of things. Maybe not everything, but as far as relationships go, we still look at you and I. Mm-hmm. We probably still look at it very traditional-like, where we have this kind of younger generation of people who don't want that traditional. They They act as if they don't want a traditional relationship. But when it comes down to it, I think everybody wants that traditional type of relationship. Uh, Almost everybody. Almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's deviations to everybody. And and again, how that looks in each relationship will be different. I do believe that. Because I get it. Everyone is different. But I would say as a, yeah, in in aggregate, most heterosexual people, like, 
your average man and your average woman will just say in society, now there's 8 billion of us on the planet, having someone being like, oh, as a man like me, being like, oh, maybe I should forego some of my other options and be with one person. And as a woman, same thing, I'm going to forego other options and just be with one person. Mm-hmm. You might have a better outcome to your life. And I think my life is a good example of that. Lots of injuries. Again, I've had a lot of fun. Got a kid that was someone I don't care about. I mean, you got to care about her to a, a certain extent because she has your child. You know what I mean? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not someone yeah. I was with. I mean, right. drunken monkey. Not somebody that you were trying to have a relationship with. Exactly. Yeah, that you've seen actually having your child. Yes. Yeah. I and mean, that that's yeah. deep. And I, I mean, most people are relentlessly fucking with no intention of having kids. Okay, cool. It's purely sport. But it, and of course, people are pursuing it because it is such a stimulating activity, yet it the, the emotions and the drivers behind it for men and women are very different. Who wins in this game, you know? I mean, I men like me win, quote unquote, for a, you get a runway of it. You can get men that can, you know, are attractive to women, get a little bit of a runway. But if you do it for long, a long enough period, you're going to get burned with STDs or a kid. Or well, I think that a lot of people are using this as competition now. No, because like a man will be like, oh yeah, we're sleeping with this person, this person, this person. And a woman's like, well, why can't I do that? Well, it's just not really... Unfortunately, there can, can yeah. but it's so much more emotional for you than it is for us. Most women, most women, yes. yeah. I, I do. Is there some that can? I I have met some, but maybe four or five percent of the women I've slept with where they can really detach and keep it as like, eh, like meat suit. This is for sport, and even then, yeah. Now again, we're not by no means are we trying to speak for women right here. And again, feel free to reach out, comment about anything we're saying. Or you want to do. Because, yeah, I don't, it doesn't. It makes a difference to me because I want good outcomes for both men and women in the long term. I don't want to see men in their early 20s end up like me at 33, where it's like, yeah, I've got some of my life together. But then there's some pieces where I'm like, oh, man, like, I definitely fucked that up. You know, and again, not that anyone has a perfect life. I'm very good at being in the present and be like, hey, it's cool. I'm able to teach. I'm able to use my story to, to help others. You know, that's really what I'm we're ho- hoping to accomplish with this. But to think that, you know, you're going to walk through life without pulling any weight, without creating meaning for yourself, knowing that, again, our biology is just different. Like, I'm a man. I'm not a fucking woman. And I'll never know what that's like. Just like you as a woman, ne- we'll never know what it's like to be a man. Okay, not a big deal. But recognizing there is a difference and that in the long run, your satisfaction from life when you're 40 and you're 50 and you're 60 will probably come from being with someone else, not just chasing your career or chasing traveling or chasing money or chasing fun for men and women. People, I think they're waking up. I mean, that's why we're talking about this stuff. You know, I'm finding out that most of the women that actually listen to our podcast, they'll come up and be like, man, it's really interesting to hear from a male perspective. Like, these are things that we didn't know about. And what we hear a lot in pop culture, in the news, the media, is that all of these women are, like, speaking for us. And, like, I just don't... And this is where I don't like media so much because it's just... It's actually misbetraying a lot of people. I don't think a lot of women actually are all that upset for the majority of women. Obviously, there's a minority, I think. I think they just... They don't understand. And so a lot of women will actually sit there and listen to you, is what I, is what I found. We find... the majority of the women I've talked to will be like, oh, I didn't know that's how guys thought or this is what you guys think. Mm-hmm. And it's super interesting for us. Now, 
I have, we have talked to somebody who is definitely the other swinger who didn't even want to listen to anything we said, even though we're just giving you our perspective and like what it's like to be a man. And she just kept saying that we're misogynistic pigs. It's like, okay, you're clearly not listening to us. And she chose, she'll never listen to this, but I hope she does because she needs to know that she's choosing to be stupid and not, she's no longer ignorant because we are just telling you from a man's point of view perspective, this is what we think. We're not saying it's right or it's wrong. We're just telling you straight up. And she was like, oh, that you guys are the problem with, with the world and men. This is why women can't trust men. It's like, we're very respectful men. We are so far from disrespectful of women. But she, there's a point where you're ignorant because you just don't know what you don't know. But then whenever someone's giving you the perspective of like an actual fact, we don't speak for all men, but we speak for a good majority because we are heterosexual men. That's who we speak for, kind of. But even for homosexual men, I mean, look at grinder stats and everything else. I mean, I've talked to some of my gay clients, you know, I mean, they're, they'll to hook up with five, six guys in a night and they just literally are like, cool, do whatever they want to do. And they'll literally like shake hands or not even say a word to each other, walk away. It's very transactional. Sex as a whole can be very transactional for a man. I believe it can be emotional too. But again, because we do not bear children, it is much easier for us to detach to the physical act of sex. It's all there is to it. I mean, that that is biologically just sound facts right there. Yeah. I'd be curious, actually, of transsexual individuals. If someone is transitioning into a man that was biologically a woman, I wonder if sex would be felt the same way and vice versa. If someone who was born biologically a man goes through the change to a woman, if they would feel more emotional about it. I'm very curious because that's something I have no idea about. Again, it's tough to say, right? It's tough to say, and it's still a small percentage of the population. True. Not trying to discount anyone that's trans or anything like that, but... That's so far from anything that we know, though. Yeah, yeah, but I believe, I mean, I believe, I believe anyone where they, they feel like they want to be xyz believe that we have no reason not to exactly the the issue comes down to okay well that's fine be who the fuck you want to be what are you going to do with your fucking life and again for guys like me fuck boys like me what are you going to do with your life for anybody men women what what the fuck ever it does not make a difference it's okay we are literally pack animals that are meant to struggle and do hard things that's the only i do believe i don't care who the fuck you are the what i have seen the only way you can find meaning in your life and you know the whole point of this is not to make it sound like yeah we're misogynistic assholes it's simply like man because i can look at my life and say i was wrong like me going online blowing backs out left and right just going purely after pleasure because it's acceptable in our society mm-hmm. I do not condone that for myself or the other men doing it at all. I know I feel a hell of a lot better when I, I have weight on my back and I'm using that energy. You know, I'm a very sexual person. I'm a heterosexual male that has, you know, I'm an energetic young man still, even in my mid-30s. I'm using that energy now to pull weight. I'm doing this podcast. I'm working multiple jobs. I've got a kid now, so I'm, you know, I'm, I, I, I got that backpack on me now. It makes me a better person. It makes me forego just being like, mm, yeah, I could go out and hook up. Yeah, I could go out and drink and get fucked up. Or I could just constantly work and create and try to create stability in my life. And I will say, for people that struggle with this, men like me, it's worth it. And, and actually, it, it not only is it worth it, but it makes, if more men like me did this, very hard to convince people to do this, but you will have a better life in the long society itself will be better because then you're not practicing polygamy which of course keeps women from 
finding another man. If you're sleeping with all the women, that means they're not being able to to find partners for themselves. And that creates a lot of lonely men. Obviously, the statistics have already showed that. And that that's going to create a very problematic society. We're already seeing it. it's a problem. The busier I've gotten, the happier I've gotten. You're pulling weight. You're not using your energy to hit the hub or like go hook up. You're enjoying your life, but you're you're working. You're, you're like, all right, I want to create. I want to create something. Yeah, I'm trying to build for the future, but I'm enjoying my life right now. So, like, I work five, six days a week, about 12, 12 hours, and I feel really good because I'm not going, I'm not going home after a shift and playing games and sitting there and sulking in my mood. I'm going home, cooking food. I'm prepping for tomorrow. I'm showering and I'm winding down by just thinking about how good I have life. And then I go to sleep and I get up and we do that shit all over again. And it makes me feel good because I know on the weekends, if I'm working, it's not going to be a full day of work. I'm going to work a couple hours and then I'm going to go home, shower if I need to shower. And then I'm probably going to go hang out with some friends and have a good life. I'm, I'm wealthier than most in my mind. And I'm having a great time. Financially, and I, I may not be the wealthiest person, but as far as happiness, I'm I am up there with the Bill Gates of happiness, man. I am good. I am. I love it. I love the friends that I have right now. I love what I'm doing. But at the long run, you're not going to do that for you. You want to pull weight for a family. You want to provide oh, for. I mean, the wife for your kids. There's a reason why I'm working so much. You know, it's setting it's setting up the future for success is what I'm doing right now because I know I need to pull weight mm-hmm. and I'm doing what I can. I know I'm single. I have no kids. I'm creating all of this right now. So in the future, it's a little easier for my family. I don't have to worry about it. But I'm still pulling weight currently thinking about the future family that I'm going to have while enjoying my life. And whenever I'm doing that, I'm still going to enjoy my life. So I'm going to go home. I'm going to talk to my girlfriend or wife if I, if I can get married. doesn't have to be with the state. And then I'm going to go home and enjoy my kids and have a good life. We're going to do a whole bunch of shit as a family, and we're going to be close. Obviously, shit happens, but it's what I look forward to, and I, I'm going to be just as excited and happy then as I am now while doing that. I might even be happier, actually. You will be. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I think every every man wants that and needs that you know we even though we're condemning men from being confident and pulling weight which i would argue a lot of today's social movements are doing unfortunately that creates a very dangerous society and i do believe that what is toxic masculinity i don't know i i honest to god have no idea so if anybody wants to respond to that please give me a definition i i might come back with Something, it's not going to be an argument, but it's going to be a conversation because we're all opinionated and I don't think we should argue over opinions, but I am curious what toxic masculinity is. And toxic masculinity might be different to each person, which then we can probably just get rid of that term. I don't, because if a term, I, I, you know, it's funny, I've probably used that before to talk to women, to try to sleep with them and like, oh yeah, there's a lot of toxic masculine men out there. I'm not one of them. And it's funny because looking back on that, well, that's what makes it ironic is that, yeah, you're right. I'm not, I'm very feminine. I'm like, oh yeah, like whatever. I'm not going to pull weight. I'm not going to be a man. 
come fuck me, you know, because I still, I still, my genome is still one that exhibits masculine characteristics. I got a deep voice. I'm muscular. Like, you know, the genetics are still there, but then the met, the mental state is the one where it's like, oh yeah, right. Yeah. Men are toxic. I don't want to be a man. I'm not going to be a man. And that's what, how I've slept with 250, which is, I mean, that, that's, that is not good okay. at all. Really. Let's let's see if we can put a definition of toxic masculinity. A man putting their hands on a woman. Toxic. Well, that's yeah. Okay. Okay. Of any type, any form of actual abuse, emotional, physical abuse, mm-hmm. toxic. A man saying whatever he can to get in a woman's pants. Toxic. Toxic. Yeah, that's right. Toxic masculinity. That's just that's let's toxic. keep going. Let's keep going because that would be can, to a lot of women I can hear right now saying that would be toxic. What else could be toxic masculinity? Having a backbone, having a backbone, just voicing your opinions and your your boundaries, saying that I don't think you should be Snapchatting other men. Think your way. So you're saying that is that would that would be defined that as is, toxic masculinity. What we would be defining toxic masculinity as now, and I'm just going off of things in the world currently because I don't. The only things that I could agree with as being a toxic man. I don't even think toxic is right. It's just being a, an awful human it's is putting, yeah, is on all type of abuse. That's really Gosh. the problem. That's just being a bad human. Mm-hmm. There's uh, tons of people out there that do that shit. It doesn't mean they're fucking, to- no, that's being a bad human. So I think we get rid of- Whoa, We need we need masculinity now. We need masculinity, yes. We need masculinity. We need femininity. Can I, is that the right word? Is mm-hmm. that the right word? That's correct. That sound that's is correct. fucking awful coming out of my mouth. Well, only it's that toxic. Time, you don't right? hear about toxic femininity. Well, that's the other problem. Is anytime <laughs> you say, "Well, I mean, everything's so combative now." It's like if you said anything about a woman, oh, misogynistic. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm not misogynistic. Very much so. For women, grew. I, I had a single fucking mother. And trust me, I've seen. If I've seen a, a woman get put through it, I. I'm the one to talk to. I have seen it with my own male eyes. I've seen abuse. I've seen struggle. I've seen people not caring. No one trying to help. I've seen it. So when people are like, oh, you're misogynistic. No, honey, trust me. I'm so far from it. And then, I'm just a man now. And obviously my experience is very different than yours. But, you know, I was down in Denver for work last week. And I saw my parents out my mom with some PT stuff. And obviously, as you guys all know, my dad fighting cancer. Hopefully it's gone. He has a PET scan next month. But so I was helping my mom with the PT stuff and she literally just started busting out crying. And my dad was gone. He was at his doctor's appointment. We were talking about that. And she's like, I hope it's gone. Just like, I, I don't know what I'd do without him. He's my rock. He is my rock. And, you know, my mom always says that, she, I know you listen to this mom and I love you, but <laughs> I'm calling you out on this because I don't think this is right. She said she would be happy without a family. Like, not directly like that, but basically, like, oh, like, if and if it never happened, like, whatever, I would have been a successful attorney, a successful federal judge. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? You think that you being single, a successful federal judge at 60 years old, all this money in the bank, travel the world a billion times over, you really think that would actually bring you happiness would that ultimately make you happy and i we've talked about this before and i mean i think she can see that of just like no you you got fulfillment out of your life 
because you had two kids in a family. Yeah, you worked. You worked hard. You're an incredibly smart woman, incredibly kind, all those things. But when I hear her talk, she's incredibly happy because she is with a man she admires and respects. I know that's very true. You know, it's funny. I, I didn't ever thought about this stuff probably to my late 20s, early 30s, where I'm like, man, especially seeing my sister and I change of just, you know, all of a sudden I started looking a lot better, growing facial hair, having more confidence, all these things, and being able to see like these huge shifts where it's like, oh man, like, men and women, I really thought we were the same in our 20s. I just, because both my parents were attorneys, I was like, oh, everyone just like get your career and have fun. Blow each other's backs out. Like what a great time to be alive. And, you know, now it's like, oh man, I was dead wrong about that. You know, if my parents wanted to be utilitarian and, you know, men and women really were the same or are the same, then my mom should have worked full-time, not my dad. If my mom worked full-time, stayed in private practice, I don't double, triple my dad's salary if she really stuck with it, being an Asian female, mm. especially in the 90s, early 2000s, in private practice. And I don't remember the exact numbers, but then if my dad went down to part-time, you know, he'd still make a good living, but then he could take care of the family, be, with, be at home with the kids more and stuff like that, which he did. He made time, but he was ultimately, he was the locomotive of the family. He was the breadwinner. He was the one working every day on the weekends. My mom would do that too, but that's just because she's insane. But I love you, mom. But again, he was a locomotive. You know, as egalitarian as they were, both being attorneys, same degree from the same law school, they had traditional gender roles to some degree. My mom did most of the cooking, most of the cleaning. My dad was the breadwinner. He was it. Because trust me, if they switched that around, their net worth would be higher today. They would make more money. They would have made more money longer. But again, I she, she couldn't do it. I mean, she could have done it. If she was a single mom, I do believe she would have stuck with it and stayed in private practice and made all the money and hired out nannies and still done all things. Oh, it would have been tough. I mean, it was tough for my dad, but my dad's purpose was protecting and providing for his family, for a woman he loved, for a yeah. woman that was carrying his children. Yeah. So again, they... They were, they were very traditional, even though they both, again, have the same degree. So, and it's always food for thought. I, I know there's different stories out there. Again, this is not meant to be combative at all. Mm -hmm. This whole podcast, not meant to be combative. It is just food for thought of like, oh shit, how are you really going to get fulfillment from life? That, that's what this comes down to. Yeah. I, I would always wonder what it would be like if, if my mom, a man, and like he was there raising us too, because like I said, I had to figure out what being a man really is on my own. Like I didn't have anybody there to like really show me how to be a man. And so now I have to pass this down to my brother and try to figure it out. That's the one of the problems with just having a single parent household. Mm -hmm. I think that's something I don't know if your mom has thought about. Like she, like if it was just her doing that, it's really tough as a little boy to understand what it's like to be a man. So I was an emotional kid when I was growing up because I didn't have like that masculine around me. So I was like crying about shit that didn't matter. It's probably why I'm kind of in touch with my emotions now, but it's because I had to get a grip on my fucking, <laughs> on my life and figure out what it was like to be a man. What does it mean to be a man? And I think we're losing that in today's society. We are. Is that not a lot of men want to be man? Well, I would argue it's more advantageous for us not to be. 
because then you could do what I've been doing. That's you, just not how you know. It's it's not society it, it, function. It's not. Oh fuck no! And it's not good long run. Trust me. I mean, I'm one of the fucking millions. I get that, but trust me, I don't. I've plenty of married men that I know in my life that think I'm a fucking god. They literally are just like, man, like, lucky son of a bitch. Like, you were born just at the right time. The internet, again, social movements. Like, you just, you get new novel fucking women. always greener. Well, that's what I was just going to say is that, yeah, exactly. It's like, there's a big problem with that too. Because I, you know, through my 20s, I was like, yeah, you guys are fucking stupid. One woman getting married, like, fuck that. And yeah. honestly, in today's world, trust me, with how the marriage laws work and what's going on, I'm not chomping at the bit to get married, but I understand it's like, okay, I'm going to start pulling weight. It's not all about me. How can I benefit my community and society as a whole by actually contributing and pulling weight, not making it all about me? You do that, which a lot of people are choosing to do that. It's a very hellish life, unfortunately. Yeah, we can stop thinking just about ourselves. Because it used to be whenever you had your own little tribe you had to look out for your tribe because you needed every person had to play their part to make that tribe succeed everybody had their own role to play and i think that's what we're losing here in community i think we're losing sense of community in a lot of places oh fuck i mean the covid didn't help with that no not at all but it's like we all have a a a role to play and we gotta we gotta stop hating each other and realize like hey the reason why a community thrives is whenever we're all doing our shit that's when the community starts thriving. Mm-hmm. We start playing our part. We start picking up after the town. We start being kind to everybody. We stop fucking stealing and robbing from people. We'll all succeed. I don't know why it's so so difficult to be kind to people. Because we're so we're so fucking self-centered. It's like if my if I can make someone else's life easier just by being kind, that goes so far. It's a simple hello on the street. Just say, hey, how you doing? Right? Someone don't want to talk to somebody, just talk to them. I was talking to this this eighteen year old kid the other day, young man, and he's he was in juvie, he had drug addiction before eighteen, and he was just saying how he got into the wrong crowd and how he he noticed it, and like not a lot of people in his family like really care about him and shit like that. And I was like, dude, listen, man, I am not gonna judge you ever if you ever need someone to talk to or like you want to you want to come work out with me and shit, dude, come do it. Like we as men have to be there for each other, and you're a young man who needs, who needs guidance right now. If I'm the guy to do that for you, I can do that for you. If you need another male figure around, I'll do. That. I'll teach you the things that I wasn't taught, but I learned. And I'll teach you all the mistakes that I've made, where you hopefully can learn from them and don't make them yourself, because you've already made mistakes. And I told him I was like, dude, I'll be honest with you. You made mistakes, but you are not who your past was. Whoever you are now is completely different because you've made that step to be somebody else. And don't let other people's judgment of you affect you because you are no longer that person in their eyes you may be but that doesn't matter because that's not who you are you know who you are now so let people's perception of you be that for them because it really doesn't matter in the long run all that matters is what the perception of you is and who you actually are stay positive <laughs> well stay positive yeah, right man and again be able to put boundaries put guardrails around yourself you can't do that I mean if we can't do that as a civilization, we're fucking hosed, men and women. We all got to have a backbone, too. That doesn't mean being an asshole to anybody. That just means, like, hey, I don't like what you're doing. Like you said, boundaries. Mm-hmm. Stick true to them. Don't be afraid to tell somebody, if, hey, hey, man, I don't like the way you're doing something. 
the other day. I'm like, oh, what was that? You're doing this, 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 this. I think you should. I don't think that's good for you. I don't think that's going to be good for anybody else. I think you should really look into that a little bit and probably control yourself. You know, just being honest with somebody. It doesn't have to be in an asshole way. Don't, you don't have to go fucking crazy on them, start screaming at them. Just help them hold themselves accountable sometimes, especially if you're a friend. Fuck. If you're a friend, that's kind of, that's one of the jobs. It's not to just have all these good moments. It's like, dude, I'm, I'm a friend of yours. I love spending time with you. I enjoy who you are as a person, but with that, you are somewhat of an extension of me. And so I'm going to hold you accountable because I care about you and I love you. So if you got friends out there that do not tell you the fucking truth, men and women, drop them motherfuckers quick. Because if all they're around you for is for them to vent to you and then you come to them and they don't want to help you out, drop that shit. Drop that shit because they're self-centered and they're only looking for what they can get out of you. They're not looking at what they can actually do for you as well. That's not a friend. It's not a friend. You want truthful people behind you. Even if it's brutal truth, accept it. Accept it. Because they're not doing it to be a fucking asshole. They're doing it because they actually care about you. And I'll preach that forever. We all need each other, man. I, I totally agree with that. And more more now than ever to, to bring each other up. Because mm-hmm. right now it's a fucking disaster. We got to start telling people the truth of this is just, again, how we think. Again, I don't know how a woman thinks, but, you know, think about it for yourself of just like, well, get out of the moment for both men and women. What is going to actually benefit you long run? And, you know, again, the train's left the station at this point. Yeah. Be honest with yourself. That's a huge one. Stop lying to yourself. We've got to stop caring what other people fucking think of us. We let other people that are going to appreciate you for who you are. Be your fucking self. If you're a weird dorky guy that you like a lot of nerdy shit be that because that's going to create confidence too within yourself just be that who cares nobody what is somebody else going to do for you it's all about you it's what you can do for yourself like no one's going to change your life for you you have to control that and one thing to control is your happiness and being yourself will ultimately make you the happiest person you've ever been i think you gotta stop like we had a friend that wouldn't show us his hinge account i was like dude well you're out there on the public already like why don't you just show your boys so we can just tell you what's wrong with it we already know it's wrong so let's let's see what's wrong with it so i mean like but he was like so nervous to show us it's like we're not gonna be super harsh on you dude we're just gonna be honest with you it's kind of harsh yeah no 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 i'm just kidding it's it's real, man. Confidence. Uh, yeah. It's, but it's, I mean, are these apps are not helping people with confidence for shit either. You got to create your own confidence and just be like, hey, every time you download a Tinder or a Hinge account, if you're a man or a woman, they just want your attention. It's revenue generating. There are businesses trying to extract your attention and time for money. That's it. I don't care if it's fucking Instagram, Snapchat, dating apps, whatever. So... And that's just food for thought. It's not going anywhere, but at least be mindful of that every time you open it up of just like, oh, this is creating extreme wealth for some of the richest people on the face of the planet. That helps me put it away, so I don't have that shit. I'm like, oh, fuck them. Thought of the day slash night. How are you going to talk positivity into your life? What are you going to say to yourself that is positive if you're a negative thinker? What are you going to say? What would you say to yourself, Eric? 
for me, it's it, it really comes down to you're right where you need to be. It's I, I do have very odd views of the world. I know that I'm a very odd person, as you know. But for me, it's positive of you're right where you need to be. Put one foot front of the other. Put guardrails around yourself. And what do you think your life will look like again in 10 years from now? Is it going to be full of dismay, depression, injuries, another kid you don't know about, an STD? Or is there going to be a life of, oh, fulfillment, creation, like you said, positivity? You know, and again, for me, looking at myself, you know, I look a lot better now than I did when I was younger. It's still weird just being like, oh, wow, I look like an adult now and like a decent looking guy. And, you know, I think a lot of men and women need to look in the mirror and just be like, no, you're, you're, you're perfect just the way you are. And that, again, what are you going to do today that isn't going to, where you're not going to beat yourself down? You know, how about you? I mean, you died, you already talked about I'm it. I'm always but. positive. I, I always tell myself how much I love my life and how blessed I am to have the life I do. That I, I wouldn't want to be anybody else besides myself in this current mm-hmm. moment. And that everything I've went through has made me who I am. And I am so okay with that. I don't regret anything at all. I, I am extremely happy and I will continue to be extremely happy. Even if there is a tough time, I'll make it through it and I'll be good. My happiness is my control and I have controlled it. I'm happy for you. Thank you. My poetry book will be dropping soon. <laughs> that's another thing that's been going good. Yeah. So this episode has been very good. I think it's good to talk about mental health for men. It's probably going to continue to be a, a topic of conversation just because men are starting to kill themselves rapidly. It all started, I mean, this episode started with change, man, the lens. It's how you look at life. But I mean, they, exactly what you just asked me. It's a lens. It's how I've changed it by our lens. Yeah. I've, I've changed it. It's like, oh, I've been again, I got a kid, so forced change. But it, I changed it before, before he came in the picture of simplifying it, positivity, whole weight it's that simple but it's that difficult trust me all my old habits and everything else i could i feel it i go back you know i'm just a rat in a lab some people <laughs> it takes a minute to get glasses when they get glasses they start to see and sometimes those glasses start getting really dirty and they forget to clean those glasses after so long and they get lost and they can't see anymore but then they clean those glasses and they can start seeing their purpose again they can start seeing with proper vision so some of us need to go back and clean our glasses so we can see you again. Till next week. This has been Less Tech, More Nick. I'm Devante. I love you guys. And this is Eric. Bye bye. Less Tech, More Nick. Mmm, y'all hear what I say. Less Tech, More Nick. For your mother and your brother, we're going to hear from Eric and Devante. It's strange times and these are strange days. And it's strange people living strange ways. So we expect Less Tech, More Nick.